Hey guys, this is Bruce, and we're going to be talking about some open topics, basically. Um, some folks have asked uh, asked me some questions, so I'm going to answer those questions. <clears throat> if you have, this is open, so if you have any questions regarding cybersecurity, risk management framework, information system security officer work, then you can contact me right here, right now, ask me any question you want. I normally do these on Saturdays, but I was tied up Saturday, so I'm just going to go ahead and knock out one today. Before I start, I want you guys to know that I have a course. I've got many courses, actually, that I've been building up on in the past few years. We've got things like writing your resume for cybersecurity or IT, marketing it, and I talk about how I've been able to do this for many years and, and be with a job making up to six figures. Uh, for many, many years, work from home. I've got many different topics. And this one in particular, resume marketing for cybersecurity and IT. What I have for you is an addition. I, what I do with these courses is as I'm building them out, if uh, I'm just starting off with it and I've got a, but I've got a real solid chunk for somebody to start off as far as a foundation for that particular course, I'll I'll put it out there, publish it, and then I'll make it uh, either free or I'll make it very cheap. And this one started off under $100. As I've been adding to it, it's been going up in price. That's why some of my courses seem like if you go through them, it's a lot of information, but it's kind of cheap. As that means that I'm actually going to add more information to it. I'm going to expand it out. But in the beginning, I just I put it out there, but you have access to it. If you, Let's say you spent... 70 bucks on it a year ago or something i'm adding to it and it goes up to 250 dollars you can continue to get information out of it even though you only paid 70 bucks and another thing that i that i'm gonna do that i've been doing is if you are on my newsletter if you actually sign up to combo courses for free by the way and just you're in there and you're looking at free stuff and or you're email messaging me inside of there what I'll do is if you have the newsletter, I'll give you an actual uh, discount. Like if you're actually signed up on my site and you say, hey, Bruce, uh, I'm going through hard times or whatever. Could you drop it down? Nine times out of ten, I'll help you out you know, uh, with the course. So just make sure you've signed up for it. If you email me from an account you signed up, I'll you know, I'll accommodate. I know the times are rough right now and people are trying to make a transition. So sign up for the website. Question me about the the discount. What I'm going to do is I'll give it to the first 20 people who ask me in the month of September. All through September, first 20 people who ask if you see this thing right here, you, you're like, well, I've, I'm already signed up for this course. It's free, but I want to get into, say, resume marketing where Bruce has added three more courses to it i'm gonna go ahead and i want bruce to give me a discount just message me you've got my email account and uh and i will i will see if i can accommodate you but yeah i've added uh dice.com i've added uh google jobs i've added glassdoor and some other things that you can do on this one and i'm gonna add more stuff to I'm going to eventually add more stuff to this free course, Cybersecurity Entry Level, or I'll split it off into one that's not free. And then I've also recently added stuff to Find IT Remote Work. This one's going to go up in price 
at some point because the more I add to it, the more valuable it gets. But I've added uh, information about export and import laws. I'm going to add more stuff to it as I find new things. I always add to these courses. I'm about to add more stuff to, let me show you another one here, a new course to uh, the resume writing. No, I just I just put that one out if you didn't know. As a resume writing focuses on just cybersecurity, IT type stuff. Uh, but I'm adding very soon, just re got through recording actually more stuff, more controls. I've covered AT controls, AU controls, AC controls, but I'm expanding out the AT controls and adding more to this one. This one definitely is going to go up as I add more because this is a lot of families that I'm. So if you're getting it at this price right now, it's actually very, very cheap. It's going to be very robust. It's going to be a lot of documentation. It's going to be way more that you can than you can go through in one sitting. But right now I'm building on it. I go into depth about POAMs, plan of action and milestones. I go into doing this the system security plan where i'm actually writing it with you uh where to get resources downloadables where you can download a template and start writing it yourself and this one right here is one of the ones i wanted to talk to you guys about i've been getting a lot of questions about this one and the the other iso one people are wanting me to do mentorships they're asking me about assignments and things like that. I've been thinking about actually doing a mock-up training. This is something I've thought about for a long time, actually. Set up like a an actual system that's based off of some of my experience at a low, a moderate, or a high, a system, and and then have people create the documentation that you need. And then basically I would go through and evaluate that documentation. I will give you the raw material that you need to Say, here's a system. We Here's the category of the system. Here's some of the documentation we have. We need a poem for, figure out what poems we need for this system. Figure out, give, a, give me a, a draft of a system security plan for the AC controls. Give me a system security plan for the AU controls after you've gone through this training. I'm thinking about doing something like that. If I did do it, it would be, some sort of a video set up to where you would have to watch it. You'd have to look at the system. You'd have to log into something, figure, look at the system, and then there'd be some documentation that you could use as kind of like a, a raw source to pull from as far as cat categorizing the system or characterizing the system and then looking at the controls that they already have documented. And then you would actually go and say, Hey, I've noticed that you guys have AT1, but you haven't trained properly. You need role-based training. I suggest this, and maybe you would write a, a role-based training plan or a poem. And then you would. So I'm just thinking about something that is a little bit more hands-on, a little bit more assignment-oriented, where I give you something, you give me back something, and then I could actually have something to go through with. Uh, on one of these lives so that's just some one of the things i'm thinking about if you think that's a good idea go ahead and comment in the description below or put a put a comment here and i i'm just thinking about it it's just going to take a lot of my resources and i've already got a lot of things that i'm trying to do i'm trying to do a uh, a cap course i'm trying to do there's a lot of different things that are kind of out there that i'm that i'm working on right now so this would be a whole separate branch of the risk management framework information system security officer uh series of uh training that i'm doing so just give me a 
just tell me what you guys think about Kiko Rose says hello I am looking f- I am looking for that yeah so other people have been contacting that's why I'm suggesting it it's something that back when I was teaching for another company is something I thought about a lot like what what could I do to make some can make it more interactive the way you actually it's more tactile it's more like you're doing it and then you're sending me something and then we're going back and forth on how we can make a system security plan better or a plan of action and milestone or maybe um, another thing somebody suggested to me is that I actually give them an interview. But the only re- way I would, the one, I, one thing I would want to do to do that is actually put it out so that I could do an interview with you guys, one of you guys, and then we would play it for everyone, you know. So this is some of the things I'm thinking about doing, like a more interactive thing, and also have a way that I can do a live voice. So everybody who's watching this right now, if you had a, like a comment, you want to just chime in. Discord. I create a Discord account. You guys jump in, chime in. You know, I, maybe I interview you live on the Discord, or you interview me, and then see how I respond, so that we can give those examples out to other people. Those are some of the things I'm thinking about doing, and uh, a more interactive type thing would be would be kind of cool. But uh, somebody asked me a question here that I want to answer. Somebody who signed up for Risk Management Framework Foundation said, um, Hello, Bruce. Hope your evening is going smooth as planned. Sorry, this message is coming late. Uh, they said, I am. I came across your video and YouTube captured my interest. And they're transitioning from a cybersecurity or information system auditing. They're transitioning to cybersecurity or information system security compliance. Um, and I am recently, I've recently passed the CISA exam and would like for you, by the way, that's a great certification. CISA is a great, great certification. Let me show you guys what, what that is. For those of you who don't know, CISA is a highly marketable certification. One of the top, I plan on getting it. I actually do not have that one, but that's one of the ones like I've seen some of my peers, and managers have had here it is right here it's from isaka great organization um premier organization i should say they're looked up to especially in the in the financial market a lot of financial people in the fintech banks financial institutions look for the cisa and the cism in particular and it's right up there with the cissp as far as there many of them are concerned but here it is right here Great certification, something I've been thinking about getting myself. I was actually torn between this one and CEH. Anyway, they go on to say, let me see, read read the rest of what they're saying here. I would like to like you to mentor me as well as assist me with resume and how to approach interviews. So if you're signed up for one of my courses, if you're a paying customer of one of my uh, of one of my courses, then listen, you can contact me. And I will look at your resume. I'll give you guidance. Mentorship's a bit much. I'm still working in this field. It's one of the one of the features of this channel of my knowledge is that I'm actually in the field working. So anytime I tell you something, it's from my actual experience. And um, mentorship is something I would I would consulting something I would kind of like to do. 
I, I just on a one-on-one basis I've not done that much before I know I could do it I mean I could I could <laughs> I could totally do it. I've actually helped a few people out but as far as charging and then how much time do I put into it that's where I just don't know yet so in lieu of that I'm thinking of instead of a mentorship or consulting one-on-one right now which would be very expensive uh, to do I would like to do a a more of an interactive type thing where I'll set up a mock system an example system I put it out there you know and then what I do is I have you guys uh, do an assessment for me on that system I have you guys write a poem for that system I have you guys write a system security plan for that system and that would be a part of the training that I have on combocourses.com and uh, that's something I'm thinking about doing. And then then what we could do is I get your work. Like say you, you wrote a plan of action and milestone for a, a CM1. And we would go through it. And I could actually share that with, with more people who are in our community. So that's one thing I'm thinking about doing instead of mentoring. What do you guys think about that? Um, got another question here. Let me see if I can bring this pretty good question. Okay, this one's really got a lot of information in it. They said, hi, Bruce. Hope you're, you and your family are doing well. Um, they said they're going through their double masters. And it says, I am enrolled in a security compliance course in your security compliance course. course. Okay, great. I had to pause the course and I've been... Uh, as I've been working on a double master's in cybersecurity and cyber intelligence. That's good. Cyber intelligence is definitely growing fast, by the way. Master's degree, great for managers in particular. Uh, I have an assignment and I need some direction around the research. I am excited to do the research, but I am a bit insecure on where to begin when it comes to researching a company and if companies are willing to offer breach information okay i can help you out with this for sure i have listed a few instructions below and i and a few requirements in the area regarding uh, breach categories yeah yeah i could definitely help you with this and they said um where would i begin to look for five companies where I would look at breach information. I must research various companies and how and a type of in the type of breach and categories. Okay, so what I would recommend to you if you're, you're doing research for your master's degree, things like that, uh, Lori, what I would recommend is to I hope you see this. I, I will definitely send part of this out to you, uh, but. What I would recommend is what you could do is look at local, any kind of local agencies that you're working with. I mean, I doubt they're going to give you their information (laughs) because that's kind of proprietary information. You're talking about IP addresses and and things like this. So it's very sensitive information. I mean, unless it's like your church or something, like a place that really trusts you or uh, I just don't I just don't see them allowing people to access their breach information but what you could do is is look at breach information that's already out there let me show you what i mean by that so this is information that 
many organizations use around the world because the breach information is very, very, is very um, useful. So all I did was I went to Google, I put breach reports. There's several large organizations who do the work for you. They've already done the footwork. And what they do is they take a sample size of, or, of some of their clients. IBM Security, for example, has a bunch of clients that they provide security services to. And then there's a breach report that they have. They anonymize the information so they're not giving away information to banks, fintech, and hospitals and things like that. They anonymize it and say, and they're just interested in statistics. What types of breaches for what type of industry, what types of attacks are happening. This is really good information for cyber. This is basically uh, cyber intelligence 101. Uh, but a lot of these organizations put out these breach reports and they do it for every year and they're hoping to like become like the premier uh, data breach report for the world. What you would do is you just fill this out. Right, you they you fill it out. They'll put you on your their news level letter or whatever. Then they'll allow you to download the report. This breach report, by the way, has all the uh, many of the details you're asking for here. You said you're looking for take the ten cases per team and rec and rec and organize and organize them by the breach category. Yeah, so some of the breach categories you mentioned here they actually address physical security. Uh, unintentional dis, uh, disclosure, hacking. Yeah, some of the things that you're mentioning here, they mention in these breach reports. And you don't have to use just one, by the way. This is just one from IBM Security that they release for the community. They release it to share that information so that to have a, it's kind of a way to try to keep ahead of of the attacks that are out there in the wild to say, hey, we have had 50% increase in phishing attacks in hotel restaurant management. We have had an increase of malware attacks on VPNs since the start of 2020 or whatever. And normally these breaches are done a year later, like this 2020 report right here was done all, this is data from last from previous year right so this is great information to put in your research and i wouldn't use just one by the way if they allow you to use this breach information here's one from verizon there's one from uh sans there's one from uh, there's all kinds of organizations that put these out Rep uh, reputable organizations as well as uh here's one from hhs uh, breach report. There's international ones, uh, ones that focus on just certain uh, in uh, certain uh, fields, certain industries, and these breach reports have great information. As you and there's very, it's already organized for you. I would use this breach information if you can get. I mean, of course, better information would be just raw information. You just go out and grab it from organizations who would allow you to have their breach information. But I just doubt. Unless you're in a in a trusted position, they're going to give you their breach information because that's very – you could essentially use that against them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a lot of times they'll get a breach and then they're trying to fix it. It's like trying to put out a fire, but they you know have to have funding to take care of things like that. So, so that's that. 
So I hope that helps you out. Uh, Lori, if you're watching this, I really hope that helps you. And, and feel free to contact me. I'll, I'll email you back and everything like that. So I've um, got a few people uh, that are watching me, about nine people here. Um, Sion, is that how you pronounce your name? Hi, Bruce. Good to see you online again. Always a fan. Thank you, sir. Uh, how do you pronounce your name? Is it Sion? Sion? Excuse me. No one says uh, need CISSP preparation for someone who is new, is fairly new and planning to get it done before the end of the year. CISSP change it, changing in April next year. Anyone here in the same boat? Um, you know, CISSP information that I used to train was uh, I used the official CISSP guide. I took it. I read the whole book, and as I was going through, I highlighted key key material. I went back through my notes, uh, back through my highlights, and I made notes. I wrote wrote down. I just remember things more when I write them down. I don't know what, what it is about that. If I read it or write it, then I can remember it, recall it much better than if somebody just told me. So audio and video are good are good for like starters for me, like for us. A summary of how a thing overall works, but for me to understand to, to understand details like the say the OSI model, you know, uh, or or understanding the the TCP/IP model breakdown and and uh, the link layer and the data link layer layer how it relates to the the frames and all that to to get the details I have to write it down. So what I did was I took the whole book. And I took all the key points. I wrote all those down in notes that I can understand and words that I understand. Then I studied my notes. And I did that. I studied for like a year on my own. I didn't do, go to a boot camp or anything. Another thing I did was go to this thing called CCC Cure, which had this database of – and it's, it's changed, man. I, I took this way back in like 2000. So it's obviously things have changed since I've done this. But I used to teach um, – certifications i in particular i taught um security plus and a couple other certifications and uh i never taught cissp it's just too much it's it's just it's just a lot you know but uh this ccc cure used to be free <laughs> it looks like it's not free anymore but they just had these a database of tests it wasn't actual tests or anything it was just it was tests that were based off of the domains. So when you have a certification, you already know this, but let's let's talk to everyone here. When you have a certification, you have with CAP or CISA or CISM or CISSP or, or, or CASP, any of those, they have a body of knowledge and they basically tell you what they're going to be teach what they're going to be uh uh testing you on and those are the domains they break it into these domains right you have five domains seven domains four domains whatever right these domains are different areas that they're going to touch on and for example security plus has um has a domain where they're talking about cyber intelligence how do you uh, and then that domain will have different categories inside of it. Like, okay, category one would be objective one. They're objectives. Objective one would be describe different places where you could get cyber intelligence, open source cyber intelligence. And then objective two would be like um, 
once you identify uh, threats, what do you do? It'll it'll be different category, different objectives that you have to understand. So if you understand those objectives, you can have a bunch of questions based off of those objectives. If you understand the objectives, you'll pass the test. And so these tests here in CC Cure and some other sites, there's probably a, a newer, freer site that you could use. And this one, I don't. Let's see how much this costs because this might not even be something I should be advertising. I'm just saying this is what I used way back in the day. And they had some huge databases of tests that you could go through and get an idea what kinds of questions. It wasn't actual questions. It was types, similar questions that talked about each one of the objectives in the domain. So here's, here's one for CISSP. And they've got a total of 2,000 questions. And if you could get through these questions with a, like an 85, 90%, you're pretty, you're pretty set. See, it says, uh, oh, this is just breaking down the actual exam, I think, is it? CSP exam, information, English level, length of three-hour test. No, it's a much longer than that test. Computerized adaptive test. Oh, man, it's different now then? So, number of tests is 100 to 150 questions, and you could pass it with a 700 out of 1,000, so you got to pass with like a 70%, uh, and usually have like 25%, 25 questions in there are actually not questions that are going to be against you. Um, okay, this looks like it's more like it. Six-hour exam. So what's the difference? I guess there's new computerized adaptive test is three hours. And computerized adaptive test, I think what they mean is that if you you could fail the test after like 20 questions. Because what it does is it has a maximum of 150 questions. But as you're going, it's grading you as you're going, right? It's grading you. <laughs> <laughs> and if you like as you're taking the test like say it's a firewall question if you start failing in firewalls if you start you don't know what you're talking about it'll keep feeding you firewall questions <laughs> it that's why it's an adaptive it, it's based off of your answers right if it if you are good at firewalls and you answered three questions in a row that were all correct it will move on to another domain it was like okay well this guy knows firewalls it Let's give them some risk management framework questions. Let's give them some security compliance questions. And then it'll go to those set of compliance questions, right? And then if you get really bad at those, it'll just keep feeding you compliance questions. Adaptive. That's an adaptive question, which I think is a little harder if you ask me. <laughs> because it's not the same set of questions. So here's one that's I'm used. This is the one I took, a linear question test. Um which is six hours and 250 questions. It's a monster. It was, by the time I was done with it, I had a migraine headache. It was horrible. But here's the domains I was talking about. See, you got eight domains here. And I believe this, somebody mentioned that this changes in um, next year, April, something like that. So you probably want to take, if you've been studying, like no one says he's been studying for this, you want to take this before they change it because they'll change, they'll add domains, they'll take away domains, they'll put, they'll make one domain 20% of the whole average. You want to take it before 
because it's a whole nother study experience if, if you take it afterwards. But here are the domains. You got security and risk management, asset security, security architecture and engineering. And each one of these breaks down a certain objectives that they that sum up the sum total of say assessment security like assessment security you'll probably have something about inventory what uh objective ensure you know the purpose of an asset inventory that's objective one objective number two um understand why uh uh configuration management is so important It'll be objectives like that, and you have like maybe five or six objectives underneath it, and uh, going in all these different directions. So that's I, that's what I got to say about the CISSP, and I still don't know how much this actually costs. I'm sure there's a cost associated with it, but if you can get a testing thing like this, it was a huge benefit for me to take. It get built up my confidence as I was taking the test. After a while. I had a, a better confidence about what I was doing so to take the test. All right, let me see. Um, Sean. Okay, it's a pronounced Sean. Sorry about that. Um, SS, how are you doing? He says, how's it going, Bruce? When will, when will you be adding more content to security controls training? It's good stuff. I'm all caught up, though. Um, I've, if you're talking about... The security, if you're talking about this one right here, risk management, ISO, security control documentation, it's going to be within the next couple weeks. I'm going to be adding more AT controls in there. About It's about three or four more videos, and uh, it's going to cover um, how to write AT, what you should be looking for for AT documentation, what's the concept behind it, some templates downloadables that you can use if your organization doesn't have it or different sample stuff actual security uh, training policies that are out there and links to them it's going to be stuff like that and then i'm going to move on to the next group of security control so we're just adding piecemeal little by little and then as we add the price will go up on those for for you guys who are not in it yet okay sean says would you advise that i go take another certification after acquiring security plus last month while still job searching for an asset in for an assessor job yes sean i would definitely never see here's the thing about security it, it's is a pro and a con on the one hand it you have you're in a lucrative uh career path that will always have jobs for you okay that's the pro there's always going to be jobs for us. And I, I'm so fortunate that I landed on this one because it, it's, it is the more humanity depends on IT, good, bad, or indifferent, privacy issues, security issues, encryption issues, the more we all, all of us, are dependent on this kind of interaction, the more they need us, the more they need our skills as IT security people. The con is you constantly have to learn. It doesn't ever stop. Like I constantly have to learn new things about encryption. Constantly have to learn what's the new hack, what's the new threat, what's the new uh, model for dealing with attack scenarios. It's ever expanding. It's in its infancy. I think that in in uh, within fifty years, what we're doing right now will be more like it'll be doctor level stuff. 
because the level, the body of knowledge is getting super deep and it's getting deep in different areas. So there's going to be a doctor level. There already is actually doctor level uh, depth on IT security alone. There's already, it already exists. If you go super deep into networking, the hardest, hands down, one of the hardest security certifications you can take is CCIE, which includes a lot of security. CCIE doctor, I mean, it's doctor level knowledge. Um, and and the level of resources and time involved with getting the certification and, and the practical hands-on stuff is getting to a doctor level of certification and a doctor level of skill sets. Same thing with um, forensics. Same thing with uh, encryption. Same thing with they're all getting super deep. So what I'm saying to you is we it's continuous learning. So if you're going into what do you say you're going into a security awareness job? Uh, no assessor job. Um, aware assessor jobs. CISA is a good one. CIEH is a really good one. Both very marketable jobs. Another one would be CASP. Those three certifications, uh, I would recommend CASP because I would recommend it because it's a CompTIA, so you'll be familiar with their layout. Their everything you've done in Security Plus will build into that. Plus, it's on the Department of Defense and the federal government in the U.S. and local governments treat the CASP like they treat the CISSP. It's highly marketable. No, not all certifications are marketable. There, there's some like SANS courses that are really, really good, but they're not. They're just not as marketable. Marketable. But what you'll find is your peers have a a SANS course and they're freaking smart as hell. And you're like, why does this guy know all this stuff? <laughs> or why does this lady know all this stuff? And it's because they have a SANS course and it's a, just just a damn good course uh, certification. So anyway, we're talking about marketable stuff. So I said you should. You should think about doing the CASP next or you should think about doing the CISA because CISA is certified uh, information system auditor, which is an assessor. So that's a really good thing for an assessor. Let me see if I can find. I just had that open. Certified information system auditor. Yeah, which is which is assessments. It goes into actual actually auditing and assessing um people so this is a really really good i think there's there might be some things that you have to do before that i think you have to have like a year or two experience or something oh yeah there you go uh pass it within five years I'm, there's some kind of things that you have to have before you get it so you you want to look into that so if you can get this one this is highly marketable you're looking at six figures if you have the certification with experience. Now, you can't just have the certification and then have zero experience and expect to walk in and make six figures. It's you walk in with three, four years of experience, and then you have this this CIA, this uh, CISA, uh, CISA, and you happen to be good at it, right? So you're bringing something to the to the table. And experience gives you all that. So. There's that one. And then the last one I would say that's marketable that you should definitely look into is called the CEH. From I'm actually taking that one right now. I'm building up and, and training for that one. It's highly marketable. It's it's respected in several different industries. 
a lot of people talk crap about it because it, it focuses on the tools you use to 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 attack a certificate uh, system, but it's very marketable and it teaches you the basics of assessing uh, of of looking at a system from the from the perspective of a hacker so you can know what to protect in an organization and then as an assessor know what to look for uh, as far as vulnerabilities and threats and things like that so hope that helps let me see um great somebody no one says great how technical CISSP is compared to pen test Security, uh, security plus, and others. Um, CIS a good question. CISSP is not super technical, in my opinion. Um, super technical, and when let me just define what I mean by by super technical. I'm trying to bring up CISSP in the background so you could look at it. But when I say Super technical. What I mean is like a good example would be Cisco certifications. Cisco certifications, CCNA, for example, is a lot of hands-on. It's a lot of actual commands. It's theory. There's theory in there. You know, you have to know the OSI model. You have to know basic things like that. Those are foundational basic things. But it gets super deep. It goes into what command do you type in to get into configuration mode? What commands do you type in if you want to see the audit logs on the Cisco router? What command, like, it's stuff like that, you know? <laughs> it's like, what do you type in? Uh, or you have this and that, you have a switch and a router, and you're trying to uh, make sure an entire building is on the same enterprise what device do you need? What settings do you need? What kind of trunking do you need to make this happen? It's it's stuff like it's very in the weeds. That's technical. When I say technical, that's what I need. Mean you won't have stuff like that in CISSP because it, it's the thing about CISSP and Security Plus and what was the other one? Uh, pen test is that they don't go into like it's vendor neutral. Which is what I love about those three certifications is that they're very they're vendor neutral. They're not specifically talking about you're using a Cisco router. You want to link it to this network. What kind of Cisco router would you need for this? Would you need a switch or a hub or this? You know, it's no. It's it's generic, so they can't really go into command line type stuff. And it's not it. But what they'll do is it's technical in that you need to have a solid foundation technical enough to understand what they're trying what they're asking because they're one thing i will say is the questions are a bit deceptive not deceptive the, the questions are the answers are what really got me i passed it the first time i i went and i'm not it's not bragging rights or anything but i really stuttered my ass off for it i really studied my ass off like if i was to sit here and say i i studied for for an hour and then I went in and took it. Yeah, you could say, "Wow, Bruce is super." You know, <laughs> that's not me. I'm, I'm, I have to study my ass off, and that's exactly what I did. Like I said, I broke it apart for a year, and then I took the Security Plus first. Then I took the CISSP, and the comparison is that both of them are not command line technical. They're very so they're not going to specifically address issues that you would have in a Windows server environment or a but what they'll do is they'll ask questions that are gen, generic 
but technical in that you have to understand the foundations of of the technology that they're talking about. You'd have to know things like the difference between a switch and a router. You need to know things like, you know, that's that's as technical. That's that's the kind of technical I'm talking about. <laughs> but it is it hard? Yeah, it, it's very hard. It's hard because the answers, the answers. What they'll do is they'll give you four choices. Two of them, you'll be able to immediately say, okay, these two are are nonsense. They don't make any sense. If you've stu- if you studied, you'll be able to knock out two of them. But then there'll be two answers that are very similar. <laughs> and I would spend five to ten minutes on those two answers. And I'd be like, oh my God. And sometimes it's like, which one? They're both right. But one is more right than the other. That's where they get you. So... I I don't really have an advice on that, uh, but I hope that answers your question. You said how technical is CISSP? It's I would say it's more technical than the Security Plus. I, I've never taken this Pin Plus, so I don't know. But it's more technical in that it, it has more domains. Um, let me see if I can give you an example of what I mean by that. It covers m- way more ground than uh, than the Security Plus. And in that way, I would say it's more it, it it's more technical, more management. It's it's like security plus times ten. It, and I'm not even messing with you. That's how I felt. It when I I thought when I was taking after I took security plus, I thought it was going to prepare me for the the CISSP. It did not because. The CISSP is like security plus on steroids. It's like secure it's like times 10. So here's the domains. You got eight domains. Here they here they are right here. So you've got uh security risk management, this kind of stuff I talk about. Uh it's got asset security, it's got, you know, all the way down to software development security and let me just give you uh, an example of what i mean when you compare that to the security security plus security plus domains just show you the differences here here's here's security plus uh and this is a great breakdown like whenever you're studying you can go through six you're talking about six domains it's just a much lighter test. It's just a much, much lighter test. It's like a tenth or a twentieth of what you get in CISSP. CISSP is so deep. You're like, where are they? Where are they going with this? Like, it, it it goes in. It'll go very deep on like security compliance, and then in the next section, it'll go really deep on like firewall stuff. You, you're having to know things that are completely like on different sides of a spectrum. And that's where I think they get you on those on the test. And it looks like like this one has six domains, but the level, the the depth that they go on this one is way deeper than what they do on Security Plus. Just just my two cents after having taken both tests. I've taken Security Plus more than once, by the way, because they changed it, and then I had to teach it the new the new version of it. Okay, let me see. Somebody said the risk management framework that you described in your course 
will also help will will it also help with the SISM and CISSP? Um, I've never taken the SISM before. SISM, uh, what they're talking about is another ISACA certification. This is so you got this one which talks about auditing, and then the SISM is talking about management. So I don't know if it helps you with the with that one, but I would say it will help with some of one domain of the security of the CISSP. It will help. Let me give you an example. So this first domain that it's talking about, risk management, this this domain right here, I could take this cold right right now because of what I know. But all the some of the other domains, I'm I gotta be honest with you, I'm pretty rusty on some of this stuff. Like I don't I don't use it on a regular basis. Like I'm sure I would go I'd I'd do well on this one security operations probably this i rarely do anything with this R just rarely you know i do every now and then this kind sort of kind of sort of kind of you know but not on a regular basis i know secu basic security with them i just don't work on them very deep so i would be apprehensive about taking it over again but yeah to answer your question my course would help on this right here this domain and maybe a little bit of this Little bits and traces of these other ones, but mostly, mostly it's very heavy on this one right here. If if you if you've been doing risk management or security compliance for a long time, you, you'll be reading this and you'll be like, I know what they mean. And then what I mean, what I mean by that is that the the questions that they're answering are so. The way they answer the questions is like even as a native English speaker, I have to read it ten times to understand it because the language they're using is like what what <laughs> uh, okay what other question? I hope that answers your question uh, let me see the adaptive security test is only in English the minimum number of questions you'll see is a hundred and then he says uh, no one says in the computer adaptive test computer based adaptive test you will only you can't skip forward or backwards on questions you have to answer the question on the screen and are not on, are not allowed to go back oh my god it's a nightmare because what i'll do is i'll skip tests i get real i have a lot of anxiety on tests and i second guess myself and so i'll i'll skip a i'll skip i'll mark it and skip it and keep going and then i'll come back and sometimes like what advantage that gives you is time to think about it, time for it to marinate in your subconscious and it just comes to you. And sometimes like as you're going through a line, a linear test, some of the questions and answers will answer previous questions and answers. You know what I mean? It's like puzzle pieces. There's a missing puzzle piece here. You come back to it because this one, you find the puzzle piece here. You go back, boom, put it in there. So I, the adaptive test, my God, they kill me, man. Um, let me see. No one said, oh, Novi, Navi, how you doing? Navi 2000 says, CISSP is less technical, but very broad. Oh my God. Yes. There, there you go right there. It's so broad. It's so broad. You need to know the tech and the risk management areas. Yeah. It doesn't just talk about the technical aspects, right? And it doesn't go super deep on technical, but it, it, Thing is, it's so broad that you're having to cover 
so much area. It reminds me of like a warehouse. Like it, it it's like the knowledge is like CIS the CCNA, security the, like the technical certifications that you take are like they're very narrow and deep. They're it's like a it's like a giant cup of water that's like very narrow but very deep, you know, like really deep knowledge in one area. The CISSP is like a warehouse that's that has three inches of water throughout the entire fifty thousand square foot floor. <laughs> it's like it's so much information, and that's kind of where they got me. You know, that's why it was hard for me because it's so much information. It's very broad, but it's not very deep, technically speaking. Um. SS says, what do you think about being a HBSS McAfee systems administrator? I have a lot of knowledge in it and just not sure about the job market. SS, uh, I got one of my mentors was a was a expert level dude at McAfee. Love that guy, man. His his brain. Have you ever met somebody with a beautiful mind? That's this guy. Man. His, his name was uh, Robert. And uh, my God, he was he was brilliant. He is brilliant. He's still alive. <laughs> and uh, he taught me a lot of things. He was a McAfee guy. Um, and uh, just the way his mind worked, you know, not not just the information that he taught me, but the, his the way his brain worked was was something I learned a lot from. And. Um, so let's talk about this question you have here. You said, what is the job market for HBSS? I've been out of that market for a long time. So, But here's how you can figure it out. What I did was I'm, I'm in Indeed.com. And I went here. I type in where? USA. That's where I'm looking. You probably want to put your city here, by the way. Whatever city you're in, whatever county you're in, put it here. And then... Put HBSS as your keyword. And uh, this right here will show you all the jobs that are out there. This was put out 11 days ago, by the way. Let me just give you. It's pretty good numbers right there. That's not bad money, right? Now it's in Livermore, California. It's pretty expensive, but they're paying pretty okay. Okay prices. System administrator. These are all the people who have to know HBSS right here. And HBSS is host-based system security i might have that wrong but uh it's a host-based firewall with all of these others not just a firewall actually it's like it's got different security features that are on the actual host itself on the endpoint device and it's it's an acronym that's given by the department of defense i think or federal government i don't know it's a suite of tools that are mcafee based and then acas Right here is a suite of tools that includes, I think, Nessus or something like that. And they normally come as a complete package. Really good to know, by the way, to answer your question. Very good in the job market last time I checked. But let's just kind of live, do a live check of it. All these different jobs are request, are looking to have HBSS. And um, let's see what else we got here. Where's the other breakdown? I used to have a really complete breakdown on the side over here hbss um let's put mcafee 
McAfee. And you can sign up if you put your email here. It whenever this job comes up or whenever this keyword, it'll actually email you. Something I go into in great detail on my one of my courses for finding jobs, marketing yourself, things like that. And then as you go through each one of these jobs, you want to definitely look at what they're looking for. This guy is looking for 10% travel. You got to be living near near or on or not on uh, near uh, Colorado Springs. That's Peterson Air Force Base. It's going to be a lot of government type jobs for HBSS. Um, this is not what I'm looking for, though. Let me see if I can find. There's something else here that has a better breakdown and I think maybe I have to sign in to get that now it's very frustrating they keep doing that I want everybody to sign in to everything dang I don't know I don't remember my password for this one okay anyway uh link let's just go to LinkedIn then you guys want to play Play games. Let me go to LinkedIn. Indeed. Well, okay, you know what? Let's go to Career Jet. Career Jet.com. Okay. Okay. What we're doing is we're looking at the market live here. I want to say HBSS. I kind of I want to demonstrate something to you how effective this is. USA. You would you would put your actual city there. Yep, there there we go. So this is what I was looking for. This breakdown right here tells you the job titles. This tells you what locations are hot. Uh it'll tell you Sometimes it'll tell you like what what they're offering like price wise, but it's looking pretty hot. I mean, look how many searches. Look how many searches came up for us. Pages and pages of searches have come up. And LinkedIn used to give you the how many searches would come up. And here's here's oh my gosh, that's I don't normally go into LinkedIn, so. Yeah, here's another place you want to research the market. Just just type in HBSS and then what you want to do is look for like jobs. Job results, see all. And this will give us an idea of who is looking in our area for HBSS in particular. You probably want to put more information. You said you were a system administrator you'd probably want to put hbss system administrator or something like some kind of let's just go ahead and do it real quick system administrator and you definitely want to put your location it's a pinpoint you want to pinpoint it as much as possible towards what you're doing and if you fill out your profile here like i talk about in great detail with a walkthrough on my courses Check it out if you haven't already. Got free stuff in there too. It's called uh, marketing your your cybersecurity resume. One of my best, in my opinion, one of my best breakdowns. And it's something that I have used over the years that I've not been 
I've been not been able, without a job, put it to you that way. But yeah, here's all the jobs here. You can see there's lots and lots. of 7,000 results for HBSS is hot. HBSS system administrator is hot. And you said, uh, let me, you said, um, I'm also certified in it. Oh, that's, that's really good. Put that on your resume. Um, hips, firewall, and DLP. Yep. Data loss protection and any other, man, HBSS, if you know all that stuff is super hot super hot if you're you said you're an iso yeah watch this let me show you something watch this you just do this right here now how easy is this all i did was i'm in linkedin i put hbss iso look at look at all these jobs look at all the all these jobs these are all recent too this was a week ago this one's uh three weeks ago this one's one month ago three weeks ago one and then you can search by you turn on data job alerts. It'll send you emails whenever they find this search right here. You, this is all the United States. You want to put your actual location. And then what you want to do is, okay, I only want stuff that's within the last week. Oh, there's nothing within the last week. <laughs> okay. Uh, something in the last 11 months. And I this is usually much, much hotter than this, to be honest with you. So I'm actually surprised. Normally, you see stuff within days. But I think because of the pandemic, people are free. They're well, a lot of the organization I'm working with, they are on a hiring freeze. We need people because our business is expanding during during COVID-19, by the way. But our business is expanding like fast, rapidly. It, but there's a hiring freeze because we don't it's volatile because some organizations are even though we're getting more signups, it's like. We don't know which direction the wind's going to blow, you know, with this whole COVID-19. And the U.S. is not handling it well. So it, it really affects everything. So I hope that answers your question, man. Uh, Enola Denala, uh, Delano says, I hope I pronounce that, Diola? In, in, Inola. I'm sorry if I'm, if, I'm, if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. It says, hey, Bruce. Any chance I could contact you directly, either by email or otherwise? Um, let me see if I have my contact information available here. Uh, let me see. Yeah, here's how you can contact me. Uh, if you guys are interested, check it out. There's my blog information. Um, putting out jobs and stuff from there. If if you're on um, another place I put out jobs is Facebook. Go to Facebook, type in Combo Courses. Instagram, Facebook, uh, Instagram, type in Combo Courses. You'll see me. And then the main way to contact me is email. Now, I get a lot of emails, so just bear with me. If I don't respond to you within a week, within a few days, go ahead and just email me again. Say, hey, Bruce, I sent this, and, and then I'll, I'll eventually get back to you. But there's my contact information right there. Actually, I'll just leave that up for you. Uh, Ike says, agree with you. Your course on risk framework and processes are great. Do you plan on covering to cover the CISSP domains in the future courses? Any recommendations about training, uh, pro training provider online for CISSP prep? Uh... If I was like in this day and age, in the year of the 
in the decade of the new century of social media, what I would do now, you know, you got to remember, I I got my CISSP before social media, <laughs> which is crazy to think about. But I mean, it's a long time ago. If I was if I were to study it now, what I would do is I would go to I would start off with YouTube videos free. They got tons of YouTube videos and touch each domain. Uh, I would look at those boring ass videos. I would go through those first. I would read. I would still stick with the book because that's the best way I learn. You know, if and if you study a lot, you know how you your most effective way of learning. You know, it's audio or it's kin, uh, kinetic, tactile, or it's visual. Like you have to see or watch something. I would encourage you. What I would do now. If I was in your position, getting the CISP going for it, te- learning it, I would do all those. I'd do audio, visual by going on YouTube, watching free videos, going through it, maybe taking some notes. Then I would I would go through and get the book, the official book, and go through line by line, paying spe- very close attention to the objectives because that's where the questions come from. Focusing on the objectives, then I would go to that CC Cure site. Uh, and take tests. Practice anywhere you can get free practice tests. That's what I would do because that really helped me out a lot. Let me see if I can find CC Cure real quick. It used to be free. Now I guess they they've gotten some. They've gotten they've expanded quite a bit, but this site was their tests were amazing. Their te- those pra- and if you could find a better, if you guys can suggest a better place to find these practice tests that's free then just let me know because i don't think that this one's free anymore i think it's like 30 a month or something like that but it's worth it if it's 30 a month it's worth it because you're going to take the test for a couple months and then boom you, you're done after you take the after you so yeah that's what i would do i would first go watch videos get myself ready take some notes go through all of it then i'd buy the book go through the whole book read it research it then when I was ready, I would go ahead and take practice tests. Or you can do some combination of the two. Go ahead and take a practice test. Fail it miserably. Figure out what domains you're really weak in. Go and focus on those domains. Like it just It's up to you, but there's a, those are a few resources you could use um, to prepare for the CISSP. S says your contact information. Uh, let me see. Oh, you're correct. All right. Um, all right. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you guys for participating. Appreciate everybody. Again, here's my contact information. I'll get to you when I can. I got some other videos and stuff I need to do on my other channels. So um, I'll, I'll get to your questions when I can. And just as a reminder, uh, the courses have some of the courses are in the process of being updated, like this one. I'm about to expand this one. Six more videos are going here. Um, we've got a few more videos that have gone into the, let me see here, remote courses. Have a bunch of new videos. Check those out. And um, we've got some new videos going out very soon on risk management framework ISO documentation piece this one's about to get expanded I just got off those videos right there so go ahead and check them out um, and that is it for today somebody says do you have another 
YouTube channel. Yeah, I do have a, another YouTube channel. It has nothing to do with this stuff. I got a few YouTube channels, actually. Uh, my other one that's more popular that I talk about other things is called Yuri Bruce. Just type, go to Google, type in Yuri Bruce, and that's my video. Uh, those are uh, hashtag Yuri Bruce is my channel. So you're gonna see a lot of people. It's a it's a much larger channel than this one, so it's got a, all kinds of haters and stuff right there. So, uh, but yeah, that's a different one. And then I got some other ones that are really small. All right, guys, that's it. I will talk to you guys another time. Thank you guys for watching. Appreciate everyone. Keep asking me those questions. I will get to it when I can, and I'm going to keep expanding these.